0: Well, hello team. Simon Dowling here. Welcome back to Teaming with Possibility. This is episode 14. In fact, it's season 2, the beginning of season 2. Here we are. After... A rather longer break than I had originally intended between seasons, but so good to be back. The title of this episode is called Finishing Strong, which is perhaps an unusual title for the beginning of a new season. But let me explain why. So today, as I sit here and record this, is the 1st of November. It won't be the 1st of November for you, I imagine, unless perhaps it's a year or two later and you're listening to this in the time capsule. Um, but the 1st of November, which means we're sort of entering the final couple of months of the year. I was having a conversation with someone this morning, and they noted the fact that it was November. Can't believe it! It's how normally people will react. And then they said, so what's November like for you? Do you start to wind down? My initial reaction to that was, holy cow, if I start to wind down now, I will never wind up again. Um I guess, why do people ask that question? And I think it's obviously true everywhere that we're heading towards the end of the calendar year. In Australia in particular, maybe this is true where you are. uh, We are heading, well, obviously into a festive season. It's Christmas, so people are not only going to take some time off over Christmas. A lot of businesses close um, over the Christmas period. Um, There is a lot of celebrating that goes on, parties, lunches, both in a work context and at the weekends in a social context. But the other thing about this time of the year is people kind of are thinking of their summer break. And the summer break here in Australia, a lot of people stop before Christmas and really don't pick up again properly until late January, it's sort of three or four weeks where people are very much in summer mode, the summer holidays, um, much like it is in the US in the middle of the year, around you know June, July. And so with that prospect in mind, People can see the the finishing line in sight, as it were. And then you couple that with the fact that for a lot of people, there is a sense of tiredness. There's a sense of people feeling fatigued. And I wonder if this is the case in your team. Has it been a big year? Has it felt like a real marathon? Has it felt like it's been intense? Because that's what I have heard a lot of people reflect on when they talk about this year. And if you couple those two things, well, then what starts to happen is people can't wait for the break. And so the idea of winding down is a very um, appealing idea. But what does that mean for us if we are in teams and why this then idea of finishing strong? I'm a big believer in the idea that how do we want to finish it? I don't think I want to finish on a whimper. I don't want to finish with a a fizzle. I want to finish and treat this as an athlete might, that explosive final sprint. I want to finish this as I would intend to begin the next year. And if we're not talking for you about the you know end of a year, because depending on when you're listening this to this, this conversation is equally relevant if you're thinking about the end of a project, the end of a job, the end of a program, the end of a quarter. Uh, The end of any phase of anything, how I choose to finish matters because it sets us up for the way I begin in that next period, that next phase. So if you're in a team, I really want you to be thinking about how are we finishing? How do we do finishings? And if you're the leader of a team, I think this is a really important conversation to be having with your team. So let's let's dive in and have a think about what this looks like for you. I think there are three important things to think about when we talk about finishing strong. And I, I really think there's an energetic piece to this, a piece that says, as I finish, I want my chest to be out. I want to feel proud. I want to feel excited and enthusiastic about what we did this year and A sense of anticipation and excitement about what lies ahead. That doesn't mean we shouldn't take a break. Of course we should. We shouldn't take a moment to pause and reflect. Of course we should. But let's set ourselves up for a strong beginning in that next period. And I think there are three things that teams who do this well get right. And these are certainly three things I'm thinking about in the context of my own team because I know I am someone who can very quickly go, oh gosh, a break, how nice, And then the prospect of that break starts to creep into the energy of everything that you do in the lead up to it. Um, I think the first thing is to take the time to paint a really clear picture of what lies ahead on the next horizon. So to sit down for yourself, but to pull your team together and have a conversation about what's the longer term game for us. And let's remind ourselves what lies ahead when we come back in so in this case the new year or when we come back in the in the next quarter or when we move into the next phase of work what does success look like for us what are the things we really want to achieve and perhaps most importantly what are the what's the impact we really want to have and that then allows people to have a conversation about what are they most excited about in that what are you looking forward to which is a great bit of language to be using here is what are we looking forward to on the other side of the break Um, what are we looking forward to on the other side of the pause what are we looking forward to in the next chapter Uh, and as a team regularly having that kind of longer term conversation also perhaps not just what are we looking forward to but what are we wondering like what questions do we have about that what's you know um running through our minds around what lies ahead and maybe even what are we worried about so that we can face those with positive energy we can have an open and honest conversation about that what's unclear to us so that we can clarify and crisp up that picture of what lies ahead so i think a big part of this is having an eye on the next horizon i think the second aspect to this is taking time as a team to recommit to what matters most right now So if I think of the next six weeks, and really in practical terms, it's only another five, six weeks of the year left as I sit here and record this, I start to think to myself, do I and my team have a really clear picture of not only what do we want the beginning of next year to look like, but what are the most important things we need to and want to achieve before we finish up? So does that conversation require us to say, okay, let's let's imagine for a second it's the you know, pick a date, the 24th of December. It's 12 o'clock, we're starting to get ready to finish up for the day so that we can have a bit of lunch and then sail off into the end of the year and take a break. At that point in time, what will we look at and say, I am so glad we achieved that or I'm so excited we created that or I'm so pleased we kicked that goal? So what are the things we really want to make sure to find success for us? Before we finish this year, and some of that might be they are goals that we we want to complete for you know because they're we're midstream on them there's work to be done there are achievements in and of themselves, but some of those things might be because we're creating a strong platform to come back into in the next chapter in the next phase in this case in the new year but then once I've had that conversation, maybe we need to spend some time thinking about um what are the things that then really are going to be critical to success on that? What are the things that are going to be um, the the areas, the things, the activities, the tasks, the tactics that we need to focus and channel, channel our energy towards above all else? So getting super clear on those things. So we've done two things so far. We've talked about What lies ahead, painting a really clear picture of what the next phase, the next chapter, the next year, the next horizon looks like, getting into our time machine, as it were, and stepping out and talking about what that future holds for us. Now coming back to the present and saying, so given we've got five, six years, five, six weeks left in this period, this chapter, what matters most right now? What do we want to have achieved by the time we um, turn off the lights at the end of the year? And also what, 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 does that mean from a tactical point of view? So just redoubling our efforts around that focus. All of this comes down to focus and clarity of the picture. And then I think there's a third thing teams need to be looking at at this point, And that is thinking about, well, now, given that's the case, and given we've only got five, six weeks to go, or whatever period of time it is, how do we channel our focus? How do we channel our energy, perhaps more than anything, and... The other word I want to use here is curate that energy. And I think this is where you've got to come back to the the idea that, let's get real. At this point in time, for many people, their tanks are a little bit empty. They are feeling energetically depleted. And then on top of that, you have this additional drain on that energy of... Um, end-of-year celebrations, or there's other distractions. People are starting to think about planning for their holidays. Maybe they're doing Christmas shopping at the weekends. There's less downtime. There's less chill-out time. So let's get real about the fact that uh, you know we've got perhaps customers uh, that we're taking out for end-of-year lunches. There's all these things that happen at this time of the year. And so we've got to get real and say, okay, how do we now hold energy for us to finish strong? as well as holding energy for all those other things. So yeah, let's be having fun. Let's be celebrating. Let's be connecting as a team. And let's hold energy rather than allowing then finishing strong to become, you know, a second priority or to fizzle out. So obviously for everyone, there's a there's a personal factor to this. It means, do, do I make sure I get enough sleep? Do I make sure I'm getting a good diet? And I'm not drinking too much alcohol too often during the week, if at all, in the lead-up to Christmas. What's that going to do for my energy reserves that I'm getting out and enjoying and getting some exercise, enjoying the fresh air? Those sorts of personal energy management things. And I think as a team, it's about saying, how do we make sure that we carve out time, perhaps for us to channel or harness the collective energy? So let's do some... um, yeah i I like to call them starty parties. It's an idea I wrote about in my book um many years ago now work with me. The idea of one way to mobilize people into action is to throw a starty party, which is the idea that people will do things together, so maybe we need to organize some working bees as it were, or some live workshops where we crack a problem together some hack hackathons some um, opportunities for us to come together in a room and smash out some of these tasks together. So some parallel work so that we harness that energy of the group and be put on some music, doing doing it first thing in the morning. Is now the time to be saying, hey, we need to make sure that there are certain times in the week where we don't allow ourselves to have meetings. So is it Monday mornings and meetings free or is it the whole of Thursday? Is a meeting free? where yes we're inviting people to um to collaborate and to work together on projects and so forth but the idea of you know us getting then drawn into meetings that might then be distractions for people let's let's hold them off for periods of time uh do we even think about intensifying core working hours so saying for the next 5 weeks in order to really help channel people's focus we're going to talk about our core working hours as being between 10 and 2 or 10 and 3 rather than allowing people to you know think of 9 to 5 as just this large expanse of time where we get stuff done so i think from a leadership point of view really thinking how do i help my team to channel that energy to get their focus clear um Maybe mornings, a sacrosanct, that first couple of hours, that 10, maybe it's the 10am till 12pm slot, are absolutely sacred for the next five to six weeks in order for us to get things done. Part of it might be visualising our progress and those goals that we want to hit and visualising those perhaps more than ever. And then making some noise around the celebration of that progress and what what we're discovering. Maybe the frequency Of team check ins should increase. We should be perhaps having a daily 10 minute pulse check with each other. How are we going? What did we achieve today? Yesterday, what do we want to achieve today? Where are you stuck? Where do you need help? Just creating a cadence that keeps us hyper connected as a team, but also hyper focused on the job at hand, as well as all the noise that sits around that. So I think some of these things, from a leadership point of view, aren't about you kind of coming in and telling everyone what this stuff needs to be or prescribing it. It's the chance to um, perhaps get your team together now and have a conversation about how do we do this final chapter period sprint so that it feels like we're finishing strong and that we are setting ourselves up really well for a great beginning to the next chapter. There's some little foodie bites for thought um, around all of those things. And if you're a leader going, gosh, I'm the one who's feeling depleted right now. I'm the one who's feeling like there is a lot of distraction. Then perhaps doing this with your team is one of the greatest gifts you can give both yourself and the team because it it invites you to be honest about this and invites you to play a leadership role, not by being the perfect role model or the hero, but by saying, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling the drain. I'm feeling the tension. I'm feeling the distraction. I'm feeling a sense of dread about just the amount of stuff we've got to digest over the coming weeks. And I don't want to stumble into the end of the year. I want it to be a good end of year for me and for all of us. Let's have a conversation, team. How do we do that? And just beginning that. So don't quest for perfection here. Just be honest. There's three things for you to think about. I wonder, is there stuff that works best for you? What does finishing strong mean for you? And by the way, I did make a little video about this a couple of years ago, around the same time of the year, um, which uh, is also on the YouTube. Uh, and I will drop a little link to that in the show notes for this below. So if you want to check that out, you can. But let me know your thoughts. Um, hit me up via email, podcast at simondowling.com.au and of course if you find and you're glad to be listening to season two you find anything in these episodes useful please do take a moment to to subscribe or follow the show to leave a rating even better because that helps the different podcast platforms out there know hey we should promote this show to other people as well I am looking forward to Seeing you next episode. We come out fortnightly with this podcast teaming with possibility and setting ourselves up for a strong season two into 2024 and beyond. I shall see you next time.